The following message is from Bear Creek Church. More information about BCC is available at bearcreekchurch.org. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Notice this is five verses, but Kent Hughes says there are 13 what he calls challenging specifics to love. Or, quantify it another way, there are 62 words. Regardless of the measurement, that took us about 30 seconds to read, right? So after 30 seconds uh, of reading these 62 words, are you changed in your love and hate and sisterly affection? And honoring others and your zeal and your fervency and service? and hope, and patience, and joy, and prayer, and generosity, and hospitality? Are your hearts and minds transformed after just 30 seconds so that these encouragements are kindled and increasing in you? Well, obviously, the answer is no. But isn't that the way we wish it would be like, that we could read it and, okay, I see how spectacular it is. And then I, I forget who was sharing with me earlier about their method of, oh, Liz was sharing about how reading the word and then minutes later, I've already forgot what I've just read. Well, simply reading these is not necessarily going to produce these 13 attributes. We don't just quickly read them and are changed. After all, the Holy Spirit, who was given to you when you became a Christian, is dealing with our fickle hearts. So what are you and I going to do? How do we approach these verses or any section of Scripture that we read? John Piper has a suggestion. I think you've heard something like this before. But it bears contemplation for this morning and when you carve out your time to read the Bible to know and to love God better. He says, we meditate on these exhortations and do not breeze right over them. We linger over them. We ask, what do they mean? And we think about that in relation to other scriptures. We go seek it out. What does other scriptures say about what I'm reading? We ask what's the difference these exhortations would make in our lives. And we think about practical situations where they affect us. Basically, we slow down. We don't just fly at 560 miles an hour in our 747 at 36,000 feet above the fruit a grove of fruit trees and look down and say, my, what an impressive grove of fruit trees. Instead, we land the plane and walk through the grove of trees and stop here and there and pick the fruit and eat it and savor the beauty and the sweetness of the grove. In other words, we meditate on these words. We don't just rush over them. So, Let's slow down. 
and consider a couple of things in relationship to these verses that we're considering. First, these five verses help us to love the church and the world. Who do you know that exemplifies these verses? A friend? A well-known Christian? We could probably, and you, you could probably identify many people, but they would only be reflections and not the whole representation. Our writer of Romans, the Apostle Paul, is commanding, encouraging, pleading for the Christian community to desire what God's heart is for us, and that is to love more like Jesus loves. Could it be that Jesus himself is the perfect model and expression of these verses? After all, Jesus decrees how important love is in relationships in John 13, 34. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. What's the result? Well, by this, all people, neighbors, co-workers, acquaintances, friends around town, will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Why does this patch of verses, as Piper called it, this patch of verses look so impressive from 36,000 feet? What can we learn from other scriptures about these 13 challenging specifics to love that Kit Hughes called them? Who's the exact personification that we should look to for these verses? They are displaying Jesus. So let's walk among these verses and see Jesus' flawless fulfillment of them in his life. You have the worksheet there in front of you. Let's take a minute. You can see on the back side there's these these um, attributes that the Apostle Paul has said that he's commanding or encouraging us to have. And I'm going to propose that Jesus has fulfilled these challenging specifics of love. And on the right-hand side, you'll see a scripture reference. Take a minute and look up one of those. Take a minute and look up one of those and see how... He fulfilled that. Fill in your blank, and then we'll come back in a minute, and maybe one or two or three of you can share what you saw, how he filled it. Again, the question is, how do I see Jesus fulfill this attribute from this verse? Take a minute, and we'll come back. I don't want to rush you, but let's... let's if you, Some of you have maybe come to a conclusion already on a verse that you were looking at... Um, Share from where you're sitting. Um, if your uh, volume's not that great, stand up, and we'll know that you're a person without volume, right? <laughs> no, but do do if you have if you would. What did you find? How did Jesus fulfill this attribute in his life? I'm proposing that all 13 of these exhortations were fulfilled by Jesus. So we're looking at someone who's already fulfilled this. It's not 
uh, our neighbor who, uh, you know, I see that he, he's, he's, God is working this and this and this, but boy, what did you find? Jesus had a zeal for God's house. That was, he is not slothful in zeal, and he was not slothful. He confronted those who had turned his house into a den of robbers. Anne, thank you. He rejoices in hope, Anne said, that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Betty was pointing out he is fervent in spirit that he set his face toward Jerusalem. He was fervent. He, he knew this is what I'm about. I'm about my father's work. Well, why are these verses important in loving the church and the world? Well, we're going to discover here the most important reason is that Jesus embodies and displays perfectly all 13 of these exhortations. Isn't that encouraging? Again, we could have taken time this morning to describe other wonderful people, you know them, who demonstrate many of these attributes, and, but the best object to taste and see is Jesus. And as we know Jesus, as our hearts want to become more like him, and since it pleases the Father that we get to reflect him, we love these five verses and what they're asking of us. We want to love genuinely because Jesus loved genuinely and gave his life for his friends. We want to outdo one another in showing honor because Jesus honored others like he honored the widow. We rejoice in hope like Anne pointed out because Jesus endured the cross for us with joy. We want to do good acts because Jesus has gone and prepared a fabulous place for us. Are you and I going to be able to do this perfectly and perfectly display all the true, as this section is often called, the marks of the true Christian? Certainly not. But we are to reflect Jesus' love in some of the ways in the church. And we need to and we need him to do this. And he knows that we need him. For he says, in order for us to accomplish this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So in big ways and small ways, we pray that his attributes that we see here in these five verses will grow in us as the Holy Spirit reminds and enables us to cherish Jesus more. So Jesus is love's author. So after you leave today, read the verses again, or any of the verses that you sit down, linger over them, journal your thoughts, memorize them, Ask what are other verses in the Bible that can help you understand what a verse means. Ask other believers what a verse means. Maybe you've got a good Christian friend that can come alongside you that can say, you know, I, he, 
have you ever thought of this verse and go and lead you to that that particular um, help? And ask them to point you to other verses that can help you. And then think about what is a situation that I can apply one of these exhortations. And marvel at what Jesus has done in these 13 exhortations that we see here in these five verses. And for the biggest assistance, don't forget that Jesus said, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Our good friend Tim Chalice, who was on this platform months back, right here, tells a story of an elderly man bedridden through a long and terminal illness who wished to see the Rocky Mountains before he died. Unable to travel, yet Being a man of some means, he hired a number of skilled artists and dispatched them to the West. To each he gave orders to bring him a painting that would display the beauty of the Rockies. One painter made his way to Banff National Park to capture a scene of a locomotive pulling a long train. You can imagine it right here, and this is uh, in Banff National Park, pulling a long train through a river valley. Another settled at Lake Louise. Still other painters chose to go to Yellowstone to portray the heights of towering Mount Washburn and to Colorado and the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Some chose to capture scenes of summer when flowers fill the mountain meadows and some chose autumn when the leaves in the valleys turned brilliant orange and red. Still others preferred winter when the landscapes are buried in deep snow and all of the evergreens are frosted white. Each artist painted his scene and, of course, he entitled it Rocky Mountains and on the appointed day brought it back to the patron. From his bed, the man surveyed this great collection of paintings and with tears in his eyes, he commended each artist for each had done well each had faithfully interpreted his, this, his scene. Though no artist captured the whole, each was faithful in his part. But the old man slipped beyond this life just before, and he was content that he had seen the Rockies. Then Tim concludes with what would be helpful today for us. He says, Christians are called to be like Jesus. This is really dynamite. It's really appropriate to the verses we're talking about. What role are we playing? What, What is God building in us? How is he growing us in those 13 exhortations? To make a careful study of Jesus's life, of his ways, of his character, then to portray him on the canvas of our lives daily. The world will not see Christ, but they will see Christians. So we labor to faithfully portray him. Yet just as no artist can portray all the Rockies, no, and I'll say one, no Christian can portray all of Christ. We are too weak, 
too frail, too short-lived, too marred by sin. And so, just as the old man knew to dispatch many painters, God knew to save many people. And just as each painter portrayed his small part of the great Rockies, we portray our small part of the great Christ. One more thing. Be about encouraging one another. When you see Jesus' love in another sister, tell them so. Thank them for displaying Jesus. It might be a simple act of a card in the mail. Or it may be that they sat with you during a trying time. And they were possibly reading scripture to you, encouraging you in of all that God is doing. You may have heard them pray a, a genuine prayer for someone. Or they may have done something huge in your life. After all, they are your Christian family. And by this, all people, again, whether it's neighbors or coworkers or your acquaintances, will know that you are his disciples if you love one another. Let's pray. Father, in this room and watching online are women who Jesus has gifted to love. You have drawn them each here this morning from their unique homes to a place full of women that are accomplished and skilled in many varied areas and at various stations in their walk with you. Yet, they may look on those abilities as nothing special, not, not grown enough, or wonder how much value there is to their contribution. Cause them to take inventory of what you've entrusted to them. And then for them to plead with your Holy Spirit that you've given them to awaken and use those capabilities to speak anew about and display supportive acts toward one another in Jesus, love's author and perfecter of our love. For his sake we pray. Amen.